Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, November 21st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, new details have emerged in one of my favorite stories of the past year about the unsolved Pearson Airport gold heist, thanks to a legal dispute between Air Canada and Brinks. Now, the cash handling company put in charge of the gold. It turns out that Brinks not only didn't ask Air Canada for extra security, but didn't even bother to ensure the $24 million of gold bars and cash that it was transporting. Now, that seems a little fishy, but we won't jump to conclusions just yet. We'll just grab our popcorn and wait for whoever wins the movie rights to this one. Did you remember this story? Do you have any idea about who might have done this? I don't have any idea. who. I just know it wasn't me, and I don't think it was you, so let's just get that out of the way. But this has, like, the Italian job written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm neither going to, you know, confirm or deny any participation in the event, but I think it had to be somebody on the inside. They had to know the ins and outs of, you're in the airport, right? And so you got to get through security, you got to get on the tarmac, and you really have to understand how that gold is being moved in order to get it. So I'm sure, you know, I'm not a detective. I'm sure the detectives and the police are doing a fine job on this, but it's got to be somebody on the inside. I'm sure Mark Wahlberg's involved somehow. Um, I'm not going to tarnish his name like that. The man's a hero, so. I know. It's just a movie thing, Brett. Brett, aside from $24 million worth of gold bars you're trying to move on the open market, what do we have for Peak Thoughts today? For our first story, the Las Vegas Grand Disappointment. For our second story, Amazon wants you to go back to AI school. And for our third story, an update on the fall economic statement. For our first story, the Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix happened last weekend on the Las Vegas Strip. It was F1's glitziest, costliest event of the year. and also looks destined to be its biggest disappointment. So driving the news, like countless Vegas visitors, F1 owner Liberty Group miscalculated a risky bet. The company lowered its profit expectations after ticket sales severely missed expectations, despite being the most expensive of any Grand Prix race this season. Ticket prices dropped post-sale, falling as much as 70% in some cases over the past month, once ludicrous hotel fees also plummeted. To zoom out, the event has stirred the ire of the city's residents for congestion, traffic, and accessibility. F1 actually had to issue an apology for all the disruption the race has caused. Track issues also forced drivers to delay a practice run until 4 a.m. earlier this week. Ferrari driver Carlos Sainz had struck a loose manhole cover, it sounds like driving in Toronto, an embarrassing incident that forced paying fans to leave and also left Sainz's car severely damaged. This all matters because the Las Vegas Grand Prix was supposed to be F1's coronation moment, celebrating newfound North American success spurred by Netflix's F1 Drive to Survive and its cotter of likable stars. Instead, it looks like a harsh lesson about overestimating demand. The warning signs were there. F1 TV viewership is down 8% from last year on ESPN, while streaming viewership of Drive to Survive is estimated to be down like 7%. It doesn't help that F1's best driver, Max Verstappen, who openly hated on the event, also won the league, meaning this race is basically meaningless. So here's what's next. F1 is signed on for the Las Vegas Grand Prix to take place at this same time every year for the next... I don't know, 10 years, Brett. It's a long-term engagement. It isn't the first ill-advised marriage to happen in Sin City. That is for sure. For our second story, like us, you may have thought your school days were behind you when you collected your expensive piece of paper at graduation, but this AI thing apparently is not going anywhere. We might all be hitting the books again soon, Brett. It's been a long time since I was in school, considerably less time since you were in school. How's this going to work? You know, it still feels like a long time for me, though. We're looking at 10 years now. So Amazon is launching a new AI skills program that will offer free training to up to 2 million people by 2025, including non-Amazon employees, part of a larger effort to fill an AI talent gap in the labor market. This is per the Wall Street Journal. 
The program dubbed AI Ready is centered around eight online courses that vary from beginner to experienced, offering workers in different industries training on how to leverage the technology in their day-to-day jobs. It's happening because in addition to teaching workers how to use AI in their current jobs, Amazon is hoping the training program can solve a shortage of AI specialists that they and pretty much every company are struggling with. According to an Amazon and Access Partnership survey, 73% of employers saying AI-skilled talent is a priority, but three-quarters of them say they're unable to find enough AI-trained talent. And it matters because with companies looking to integrate AI into more positions, AI training for workers, even those outside of the tech industry, will become a crucial part of not just keeping jobs, but establishing value in the labor market. One study found that 93% of businesses plan to use AI across their organization in the next five years, and that they expect workers to learn necessary AI skills to keep up to 47% more in salaries. Big picture, Amazon's training program reflects a growing push by employers to not only hire more AI-savvy workers, but to upskill their current employees with AI training in a way that can help their bottom line. For our second story, are you self-conscious about your spending? Well, luckily, you don't have to broadcast it to the entire nation like the federal government will do later today in its fall economic update. Jay, what's going to happen with our spending and the economic update? Well, the update is this, which we must note is merely a statement on the budget and not a new budget. It'll focus on two top-of-mind matters, housing and affordability. The feds are set to unveil a slew of housing initiatives in the statement per CBC, including $15 billion in loans for rental housing construction, a $1 billion fund for affordable housing construction, and new rules meant to protect mortgage holders. The feds also plan to make short-term rental properties less lucrative with a new tax rule eliminating expense claims by owners in areas that restrict short-term rentals. But the feds also promised to prioritize fiscal restraint in the update, which might be difficult after accounting for their above measures and costly surprises that cropped up this year, like hefty subsidies for EV factories and wage increases for public sector workers. Experts, including the Parliamentary Budget Office, believe that the feds will have to recalculate the planned deficit of the budget up to $40.1 billion to $46.5 billion. And this matters because the government's ability to pay for everything in the current economic climate is being called into question. Interest costs on federal debt were up 35% in the first eight months of the year compared to last, while federal revenue growth has begun to slow. Now, here's the big picture. Fears remain that overspending could reignite inflation. A Bloomberg survey found that a majority of analysts believe federal spending is complicating the inflation fight, while Bank of Canada Governor Tiff McInerney, TMAC, said last month that the pace of government spending has been not helpful, which is so icy and withering that we just got a chill from even saying it out loud. That's TMAC for you. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great day, Peak Pals, and happy birthday to my sister, Maura Rosenthal. When you give me shock, when-